Hi, welcome back to Broken Strength Under Control. I'm Robin and I'm your host for today. Thank you for taking this time to join me. It's going to be an awesome podcast today. Um, I have a special treat. Uh, I invited someone to be a part of this, but before I introduce who she is, let me just tell you that you can go and find the podcast on Apple. You can find it on Google, Breaker, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Please don't forget to subscribe to any one of those places. Um, Even on Anchor, you can leave a voicemail message, which I will share um, the link for that. Please go on the other sites if you are not able to get it on Anchor and write reviews. I love the feedback that I've been getting so far. It has just truly been awesomely amazing and a blessing. So now... I just, I don't want to even labor before you long, but today we're going to be talking about the comparison trap. I have invited my friend Alvita. Um, She actually is the leader of the e-group that I'm a part of. And so I thought it would be kind of cool this week to just do something a little bit different. So I want to welcome my friend Alvita. Um, She goes to the same church. We're part of the same ministry. Um, She's an awesome individual and she has a lot of good work and encouragement in her. So I just want to say welcome, Alvita. Thank you for taking the time to just be a part of this with me um, and just sharing what your uh, what the Holy Spirit have given to you on your heart today. So welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm very, very grateful for the assignment and the opportunity and hi to everyone. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, Alvita, do you remember the first question that I gave you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I paused for a minute. I didn't know. Um. Yes, I gave Alvita a couple questions. And this is how our dialect was going to begin. And so we're going to have some fun with it. Um, because that's just what we do when we get together but we gonna laugh and you know there's gonna be some things that's gonna be really truth moments for us it's kind of be a little bit difficult to discuss but at the same time you know we're just going to share um and she's coming from a different angle than i may be coming from but it's still the same point basically when we think about uh, the comparison trap so with the question um <laughs> <laughs> How does comparison rob Christians of joy? Um, we had got a chance, an opportunity to talk about it a, um, a, a day or so ago. But when I hear comparison, I hear death sentence. And it's because it's a, in me, in my opinion, it's a place where you go and when you begin to look to the left or the right of you, you lose sight of who you are and who God has called you to be. And that robs you of everything good. Um, I don't want to go too far into the conversation. I don't know where you're leading us this afternoon. But, <laughs> you know, just being in a place of even in Christianity and looking at, you know, how far someone may be, depending on where they are in their walk with Christ, that alone could put you in a trap of assuming that you don't know anything or that you're not walking in the right way because you're fearful 
of well they know more than I do then they obviously have a better relationship and a better understanding of who Christ is and I know nothing I open up my mouth and I know nothing and so that to me is a death sentence when God has called you to so much more and he's giving you a voice for purpose so that's just my take okay well you know that's awesome because I never really really looked at it like a death sentence so the fact that that was what you got from that question is just amazing to me because again I guess it would be a death sentence um, if you really think about it um when you start thinking about that so here were some of the things that I got um I got you are not living the life God ordained for you you're just Mm -hmm. existing and I think there's been so many times where I have not been living I've just been existing Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're constantly seeking the approval of, of others instead of reminding yourself um, their opinions doesn't really matter only God's opinion is what counts the most and it's easy for us to get caught up in thinking or listening to what somebody else has to say about what it is that we're doing or not doing or um, what we should or should not have Um And so their opinions really don't matter. Only God's opinion matters. You are not being your true, authentic self. I found that when you comparing yourself, you are not really being who God called you to be. And it's so crazy because in the world that we live in today, everybody wants a microwave blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, They want it right now. They want it, you know, they don't want to wait for it to cook. And none of that other stuff. They want to just put it in there and then bing, it's, and then take it back out. And then bam, there it is. Um, I found that your priorities are in the wrong place. So sometimes when your focus is not where it should be at, it leads you to a place of where you start comparing yourself. And social media is, man, on the rise here. It's a platform that we've been given Um, Because with the churches being closed down and just different things like that. So the very thing that used to be what most would say a distraction or a trap, so to speak, has become a platform for many different things. And so, you know, you have so many people on there that's posting pictures and, you know, this, that or the other. We're in a quarantine or a pandemic for crying out loud. Um, What are you really doing in that? (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying like what are you really doing I mean last time I checked I've been shut down I mean I don't like going into the stores and stuff like that because I have anxiety attacks (laughs) you know Mm. when it's too many people in there around me you know because they don't know how to mind their business they don't know how to stay in their lane they don't know how to stay outside of your 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 little space right you know (laughs) they say keep six feet apart but you got folks that cross in front of you with their carts you know, and just different things like that. And that make me nervous. So I feel like, well, you know, <laughs> let me just go into the store early in the morning when ain't a whole lot of folks up and moving. And then I'm going to have to have that problem or that issue. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, check your motives. Where's That's your good. heart at? What is your true agenda? I think that when you have unrealistic expectations set up, because we are guilty of it. I've been guilty of it. Heck, sometimes I'm still guilty of it. We put unreal expectations on people, 
um, we want them to serve in the place where God is serving at in our life. Amen. So, you know, we'll look for folks to fill that place where only God can really fill that for us. And so um, you try and rush the season that God has you in, basically. You know, nobody wants to walk out the process because that walking out of the process is a very difficult place for us to be in, right? Yeah. And so then God is just like, okay, well, you, but you won't understand what I'm doing on the other side of this because he didn't give it to us all at one time. You know, Pastor Stephen had talked about that several times that God is not going to give everything to us all at one time. He's going to yeah. give it to us in pieces, right? Step by step. Exactly. So, but we don't even want that. You know, we want to get what we try to, we try to get to someplace from someplace. And most of the time, if you just walk through the process, no matter how difficult or how challenging it may be for you, you'll get eventually where God is trying to take you at. Because we never understand or realize that it's in that process that God is doing his greatest work. Amen. Bigger blessing and breakthrough. That's on the other side of it. It's just that it's going to take some time. And so what I learned about seasons when I was working on my book, um, God took me through several types of seasons. But a season could be a day. It could be a week. It could be a month. It could be a year. It could be 10 years. You know what I'm saying? So God is not ordained or bound by any time right he binds and he bounds us by time we're bounded by time right so he gives us a certain level of time we got 24 hours in the day basically that he has given to us and a lot of times we don't maximize that time right and that's how it's easy for you to get caught up in that whole comparison thing right and so the thing that came to mind when I thought about that when you're trying to rush in your season is is that if you faithful over a little God will make you ruler over much and so again we try to rush through but he's not trying to rush us through because there's some things in us that has to be worked out for the next season that he's taking us in and so it's very easy when you see Susie over there that's you know getting blessed she got the things that you've been praying about and you're trying to figure out, okay, well, Lord, well, when is it going to be my turn? Because I know mm-hmm. I done had that question in that conversation. You know, I tell, I've said to y'all before, and even you in a conversation, I've had a coming to Jesus meeting with Jesus <laughs> about, you know, the fact that, okay, Lord, I ain't trying to be funny or nothing, but I know her story. I've seen what she's been doing I mean, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, right? And I'm not saying that I've been walking this path along, you know, so perfect and so straight and so narrow. Because I tell you, these thoughts of mine, man, if them bubbles would pop out of my head and what I was really thinking in that moment, shoot, I don't know who would like me in that moment. And I want to speak to that for a minute because as soon as you said that, I just started receiving so much and um, it starts tilting over into the people pleasing area a lot and mm-hmm. you start to lose your identity and who you are because you think it's about people in that moment and then you turn to works and so you take everything off of God and you have this com- 
comparison thought or this mindset that it's about your works now. So now it's based on people and how hard you do a thing. Mm-hmm. And you leave God completely out. You shut him all the way out of what he's desiring to be a part of and to be in. Because every good and good, every good and perfect gift, excuse me, that we have is from the Lord. And his desire is to give all those gifts back to him so that we may truly see his glory fulfilled and manifested. But then we get into that trap. That destiny, Mm -hmm. as I say, of I need to see how I can strive in my own strength. Because, God, you're not moving in the timing that I thought you would move in. And so now I need to get this on my own. I need to aspire to be what I need to be. Because, see, people see me. You don't see me, but people see me. At least that's what we tell Mm -hmm. ourselves. But God sees Mm -hmm. all. That's interesting because it leads me right into where I want to go to next. What are some things that you think could cause you to compare yourself to someone else? Well, I know just speaking honestly between you and I, um, you know, you can think that you have it all together and then somebody opens up their mouth (laughs) (laughs) and you're like, whoa, okay. Again, I'm not there. Like, I don't even want to talk anymore. My voice doesn't matter. And so where you felt encouraged or you felt like you had an encouraging word to speak as soon as that other person who sounds so profound or just has the right words, you shut her back because you feel like, oh, I can't, I can't speak to that no more. Nobody wants to hear what I have mm-hmm. to say because my words aren't as profound as hers. Or, you know, just being in that mindset of it can be anything, honestly. Oh, well, I came over to your house. I thought my kitchen was great until I seen your your new renovated kitchen. And now I'm like going back to my house like, well, I don't got this like her kitchen got. I don't have this. You know, it's just so many things that we can tap on and touch on today. It being a car, you know, I thought my Hyundai was it. And then I messed around and I seen your Lexus. Like, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, it's just too right, much. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, anywhere in the mindset of where we can go. And I just, all of a sudden, I'm in my thoughts in the car riding home. Her kitchen ain't like my kitchen. Her kitchen way better than my kitchen. Her car better than my car. The way she speaks. I'm just trying to figure out, Lord, why? Why I don't have it all, right. you know? And it's just so easy to end up in the wrong place. Right in that mindset okay so the thing that came to mind with me was the story of Moses and Joshua Mm. you know in Exodus Moses had an issue he had what they call he stuttered right so he didn't speak well and so when God told him that he was going to go to Pharaoh you know Moses tried to give every excuse in the world like we do when God tell us to Amen. do something, we try to give him an excuse about why we can't do it, right? Because we don't think we qualify. We don't think that we're capable. We don't think that, you know, well, I don't have the right words to, like you were saying, I don't have the right words to say, but, you know, um, and so I started thinking about that. So there were some things that came to mind when I thought about Moses and Joshua, because you remember God said, when he asked, when Moses asked, well, who am I to say sent me? He said, I am, you know, and it was just like, and you know, it was interesting because Moses wound up training and preparing Joshua for him to lead the people into the promised land. And it's just like God, like, no, you don't want to do 
what I have asked you to do. You've gave me all these reasons about why you can't do it. Why can't it be that I'm just, I'm good, right? I'm good in your life. And why can't you just do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it? Because you trust me enough to know that I'm with you. I've already went ahead of you, you know, and I'm going to go, I'm, I'm surrounding you. I'm encamped about you. And so the reason, so to me, I felt like in my mind with Moses, um, wanting to have someone else go on his behalf to speak to Vero. Keep in mind, he never asked God. Mm. He was angry with God about the fact that you asking me to go do this. You know what my issues are about this. And Moses is telling him, well, I think so-and-so would be better equipped to do this. Like he just, no, you know, he, he done made a world, you know, he done put me right. and animals in this place that he just think that he could just go to the creator and say, you know, I think so-and-so would be much better than me. And he was angry with God, but he should have been mad with himself because he never asked God to be his mouthpiece. He wanted someone else to be his mouthpiece. And so the thing that came to me when I thought about that was, was some things that could cause you to compare yourself to others. Insecurities, jealousy, mm-hmm. lack of motivation, negative thinking, social media, envy. Most don't realize that jealousy and envy, they operate together. Um, oh, yeah. Bitterness, doubt. Oh, this is my favorite right here. Manipulation. Because we think that we can manipulate or guilt people, as I would like to say, into getting, doing, because we so busy trying to keep up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. trying to impress folks that if they had an opportunity, oh yeah, they, they talking about you bad when you, behind, you know, when you're not around, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I always was told that if you carry a bone, you'll bring a bone. And so, you know, when you have jealousy and insecure, see, Moses was insecure in what was in him. That's why he asked for someone else to go on, to go and do the assignment that he was commissioned to do. And so, and God wasn't going to let him just get off that easy. And that was the thing that I love most about that was because even though he had a stuttering problem, I don't ever remember reading anywhere where you heard that he stuttered telling Pharaoh, let my people go. God said to let my people go. Come on. Amen. He didn't stutter when he told him that. And as a matter of fact, you don't even really hear too much more about his stuttering issue thereafter. You see what I'm saying? And so yeah. he was insecure with himself. He didn't trust God. And then everything that he told himself, how many times do we tell ourselves, um, I'm not capable of doing this. Well, this is not going to work anyway. I mean, I'm going to try it, but you know, every time I try to do something, it'll never work. So here to go, that manipulation <laughs> and that guilt, you see what I'm right. saying? That guilt thing start playing yeah. in there. Oh, and here's my favorite. My favorite is, is, you know, when you are in a comparison trap, 
you know, you start having a pity party or a woe is me. Oh, yeah. You know, well, yeah. I don't understand how come. And we, we you know, it, it's a thing that we do even at work. Well, Susie oh, yeah. over there, she get to do this. I call it the victim. Oh, mindset. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, because, you know, <laughs> she get to do this. But I wonder why, how come everybody else don't get to do that? Well, she over there socializing with the big boss, but, you know, maybe they got something going on. That's how rumors get started. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't do what she's doing, but you don't know what was going on behind the scenes, right? You don't know what the sacrifices was, right? And so a lot of times we get so caught up in the things that we are seeing right in front of us with our natural eye that we forget you don't know what they did. You don't know what they gave up. You don't know what went on in their shoes because you haven't walked them out in their shoes. So you don't know their story, right? And so I think that with that, you know, and it just, it kind of bothers me a whole lot, you know, um, because what happens with that is, is now you have these inner struggles, and so, which leads me to, have you, can you think of a time where you saw yourself comparing yourself to some, someone else in your life, um, whether it was present, whether it's past, you know, um, have you ever been in a situation where you compared yourself to somebody else that you knew? Oh yeah. A lot of times I was going to say I, I was a Moses. <laughs> I, um, I grew up being a Moses um, just because of childhood struggles and stuff like that, which I now refer to as stretches in my life. But um, just being able to be a child and realize I was a lot different in how I thought and how I talked and um, all of those things when I was younger um, seemed to come against me rather than work with me in my thought process. And so growing up, the, I carried the weight of that. And so I carried insecurity very heavy. Um, I was afraid to even start this group for that simple fact of, you know, I don't have anything to say. Lord, what I have, I don't know if I can do with this. You know, like, again, looking at myself, taking my eyes off of who Christ was um, and truly allowing him to step into a place ahead of me and with me. Um, and so it's easy for us to be able to say, uh, even meeting you uh, when we first met, I thought you were intimidating um, and so it was like, once you finally came, I was a little fearful. I was like, okay, I'm not going to say the right thing for her <laughs> to stay in this e-group. She does not want to be a part. <laughs> like, she's going to know the minute that I start talking, like, who is this girl? And what is she talking about? You know? And then so it was like the more that, um, you know, we began to talk and be able to relate. I was just kind of like, okay, but she still know a lot more than me, Jesus. I don't know that much. Like, you know, I can't be around her and have conversations. Everybody going to be like, who is this compared to her? You know, like, so it was still even now in those struggles and just really having to, again, hold that mindset and speak to it. Of, you know, regardless of what's going on in my life, I'm exactly where you need me to be in this season and in this moment. And the voice that you've given me to speak out is what you've given me to speak out for the people you've called me to. And so I can't doubt or I can't walk in insecurity um, thinking that it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, for me, um, another truth moment here. Um, I have found myself 
um, always, it seems like, wondering when, you know, and when is it going to be my turn? You know, when am I going to um, get the relationship that I want to be in? When, and you know, you have those who are in relationships, right? That come with this, um, this whole thing about, well, you know, it's going to be in God's timing. That's a pet peeve. <laughs> I promise you. Every time somebody said to me, I be wanting to tell them, let me just tell you where you can go and how you can get there <laughs> and what tools you will need to help you get on your way. You know, because you don't know how long I've been walking the path that I've been in, right? And so this quarantine thing, man, I tell you, because could you think now, I think a lot for me has been, I have operated in a place of fear. The fear of, you know, not knowing what's going to happen, right? And that's the reason why I've been real slow to get back out and go different places and do different things. My sister be trying to get me to go places. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay in the house, you know. <laughs> um, because, you know, again, at the same time, but then at the same, you know, it's almost like an oxymoron, basically. Because it's like, mm-hmm. I want to be in a relationship, but I don't go nowhere. So what, God going right. to drop a man out the sky? <laughs> he going to show up at the door. You be a package. No, right. So, you know, and I found that, you know, I've been around people. I've been in relationships where they made me feel like I wasn't enough. Like you never heard me pray. You know, I pray and you want me praying for you, but you ain't never wanted to just pray with me. You, you never wanted to, you never valued what I had to say, what my input was in the relationship. You know, um, I had a friend and we have been best friends for over 15 years. And a couple years ago, I decided to end that friendship because I felt like she never allowed me to be the kind of friend to her that she had always been to me. And I think that there was some level of insecurity on both of our parts not just her part but my part as well right um I felt like she had given me so much and I wanted to give that back to her in return you know and I was still the same person that I was years back when God connected us because God had to tell her that I was her assignment. We were going to be friends and I was going to teach her about friendship in a way that she had never experienced it before. That she could trust me around her husband and around her children. She could trust me with everything that she had. And, you know, she would come when nobody else would come and pick me and my kids up, take me to her house. I didn't have a washer and dryer so I could go over there and do laundry at her house. She never complained. She never asked me for gas money. She never, you know, if I didn't have laundry detergent to wash our clothes with, she had some. That's the kind of friend she was to me. And I always wanted to just return that to her. But I felt like anytime she got involved with somebody, like she was involved in a relationship with someone and it really wasn't going anywhere for her. And I saw her get hurt behind the relationship because I saw what she gave to it and she wasn't getting the same thing in return and but she felt the need to hide things from me 
And so I started to question what kind of friendship do we have if you have to hide? But you've seen me at my highs. You've seen me at my lows. You saw me in a psychiatric, on a psychiatric ward in a, in a room that I couldn't look out the windows in. You saw me um, in a place where I was in love with a man that was thousands of miles away from me that I flew all the way out to spend time with and he left me abandoned in that city. That, and I still never met him. You and your husband bought a plane ticket for me to fly back home, even though my trip was a round trip ticket. I had already had it paid. But the guilt and the shame and the embarrassment that I felt, I just, I wasn't ready to come home and face everybody else with what I had just been through. And she never allowed me to be that kind of friend to her. She was always hiding things from me. Like she felt, I don't know if she felt like I was gonna judge her or if I was gonna look at her differently. I started looking at her differently when I saw that she was not being honest with me. And it bothered me, you know? And so even now, um, you know, my sister, um, we serve, together before you know on the usher ministry as well and so I didn't have a never really have a problem with serving under her because she's my little big sister well my little tall sister <laughs> right um and she has right. a heart of gold just will do whatever for anyone right let's just say that uh she's the nicer version of me that's what I tell anybody we <laughs> like night and day she's just the more nicer version of who I am, right? I'm just that one that, I mean, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, I'm gonna call it a duck. She's gonna rationalize with, it. well, you know, Robin, it could be a duck, but it may not be, okay? <laughs> so, you- We share some yes, similarities. You, you absolutely do, right? And so, you know, but I started to see myself comparing myself even serving alongside of her that I started to feel like when I would come into the church and I would see everyone, you know, because, you know, you said earlier on that you thought I could, I could come off as a little intimidating. That's not really who I am, right? But when you see mm -hmm. the outer cover, immediately you start thinking different things about me until you actually get to know me and be, and, and be in relationship with me, right? So then you get to see who I truly am. And then you find out and you discover that whatever assumptions you had about me, they were all wrong. Some of them might be true, but not all of them, okay? <laughs> um, but anyway, so with that, I started to feel like people really didn't see Robin. They saw me as Angel's sister. And it was difficult sometimes because I'm always, when I get to church, I'm on time, I'm early. I'm ready to serve, you know, I'm ready to see how God is just going to bless people. But, you know, I saw how I was treated a little bit differently than I would be treated if we walked in the building together. And it started me to feel like, okay, well, am I, do they not see who I am? Well, no, they don't really see who I am because they've never really taken the time to get to see who I am, right? And that happens at mm -hmm. any church, not just our church. That's, but that's yeah. a heart issue. And so now I had to really start looking at my own self at that point. And so I had to take a step back most of the time and just assess where I was 
in my feelings and in my emotions. And I think sometimes I was a little bit more emotional about certain things, but that just let me know that I, my motives was not correct. My mm. heart wasn't correct when I walked in the door, because if I was worried about how they treated me when I walked in the door, then that meant that I was there for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. So you see good. what I'm saying? And so this is a yeah. truth moment for me that I really want to serve and I want to see God's people blessed. I don't know how many people God had me pray right in that sanctuary for. I don't know how many people he had me put my arms around and they cried all on my shirt and I was just grossed out afterwards. But you know, hey, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know how many times I took babies out that wouldn't sit still so that the parents could worship. You see what I'm saying? And and yeah. just seeing how God is moving in the lives of people in the sanctuary. But I, I'm seeing God move in their lives and most didn't even know that I was wounded and I was suffering in silence every time I went in those doors to serve. Because I would go in yes. on Saturday so I could get what I needed for myself. So when it was time for me to serve on Sunday, I was focused and prepared for who God was going to bring in there. And so, you know, yeah. and it was really easy to find myself saying, well, I didn't know that because didn't nobody tell me. And I kind of felt like, you know, because she and I live in the same house, I think some probably thought, well, they live in the same house, so she'll get the information if she needs it. That's not the case. We live two different lives. Mm-hmm. Our schedules are two totally different schedules. You know, and so you should communicate those things with me that you've communicated right. with her because she may be, she might have a thousand and one different things going on throughout her day and forget to tell me. You see what I'm saying? And so we mm-hmm. can't leave that responsibility on someone else, right? And so a lot of times we become angry with God because we feel like, you know, and I'm just going to use me and you, you're getting these blessings, right? Every time I turn around, Mm -hmm. you being blessed with this, you being blessed with that. And I'm looking like, okay, Lord, really? You're going to do this right in my face. Mm. You really going to do this right in my face after you didn't, you know, you done told me to pray. You didn't call me to get up at three o'clock in the morning to intercede and just different things because that's the mandate that you placed on my life. And I'm not supposed to complain about it and I'm not complaining about it, but I'm upset at the fact that Alvita is getting the things. Every time I turn around, you giving her this, you giving her that you doing this. And what, what season am I still in? Am I still in the season where I'm, I'm still missing something? I haven't quite caught it yet. When is it going to be a harvest moment for me? When am I going to see the goodness of the land while I'm still living? When am I going to see the fruit of the things that I've sowed way back when I didn't even know what I was sowing it for? And I haven't seen the manifestations of it. And, And so we get upset because he ain't moving on our time frame. He moving on his time frame. But remember I said it earlier, he's not bound by time. We are. And so we put these expectations on the Lord. So now I have him in this box, right? 
because I'm seeing Alvita. I'm seeing you get blessed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, God going to, man, I can't even only imagine what he going to do for me because we looking for that big stuff. We looking for the big things. Mm-hmm. We looking for that boom, the firecrackers, you know, the works. I mean, they just lighten up the whole sky. And then he come with this little puff. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> he come with this little, not a little. Look, puff. he come with this little puff, like, like you just, <laughs> you just blew on it, blew a little. You know what I'm saying? And you blew on it, and and you looking like, mm, okay, well, that, that wasn't what I was thinking about. Okay, Lord, really? That's what we doing? That's what? Oh. Why? Because we set up some unrealistic expectations about how we thought he was supposed to do it and how so he was good. supposed to use it and who he was going to use to do it. And you have to know mm-hmm. that in this season of being in a pan- pandemic and quarantine or whatever you want to call it, a pa- I call it a season of pause, right? Can we just <laughs> say I've seen God have shown me people for who they really are. The people that I thought I had around me was going to be there during this time. I can count on one hand how many times they've called and said, hey, how you doing today? Do you need anything? How can I pray for you today? You know, I miss seeing your face. And then the people that I wasn't even expecting, this e-group, I met a wide range of different women from different backgrounds. We have some similarities in some of the some of our stories. And y'all have blessed me tremendously. In places where I didn't even expect to be blessed at. So God will do the unexpected things because you're looking for him to come in one direction because you're so busy looking at what Susie got over here. And your eye is not on him. So you've taken your eye off of him because you saw what Susie was getting over here. And God was doing a work, a thing for you right in front of you. But you couldn't see it because your eyes wasn't where it was supposed to be or where they needed to be at. So you're comparing yourself to Susie over here because that's where your focus is at. That's where you have taken and shifted your attention to, right? And so so I just have struggled in that and what I've learned is instead of running to Susie I started running more to God because he was showing me that I'm all you need I'm the element of surprise I'm the only source I'm the creator of all things right and so which leads me to as we start to tie this in here I want to speak to okay. this moment before okay. you move on because I want people to really understand like what you said was so much and so good to understanding that when we get into that place of like you said you know you were very vulnerable and honest about my blessing versus what your blessing looked like I had the opportunity God gave me a teaching on that about a few weeks ago of you know we stopped walking in obedience 
when we begin to size up the measure of somebody else's blessing against right. our own. And so it's really, truly important to combat and fight those thoughts and fight that um, that mindset, that victim mentality that we can go into so easily and forget the little that God is doing or that we may consider little. Let me say that. We consider it a little thing. And God is saying, no, but what I've given you, I've given much. And I need for you to take what you may consider little and walk this out because it has a blessing in the obedience of it. Amen. But we got to stay focused on that. Obedience. Amen. We can't be, we can't look at it as, well, I have my pup. <laughs> she, she has this big blessing. Of right. Me. And now I've lost sight on walking in the obedience because the blessings will continue to pour as long as I stay obedient to what God has given me and what God has called me to. Amen. That is so awesome. And you are absolutely correct. A lot of times that's what happens when we take our focus off of where it needs to be at you know you get so consumed with somebody else's life or what's going on with somebody else's life or what is happening mm-hmm. with them or what they're doing or where they're going or who they're with and how much money they have and how come you know oh, yeah. you become consumed with that but mm-hmm. again we don't know the sacrifice we don't know what goes mm-hmm. on the backside. we know what they want us to see we know what they want yeah. us to hear you know, and just different things like that. So, um, which leads me to our final thing to kind of tie this up a little bit here is what practices can you put into place to be um, authentic in the way you live out your faith so that you are not comparing yourself? What are some things that you have found that works for you or that you think would be good for someone else? Um, I know for myself, first, don't get me. I know you're going to be like, Johnny, come lately, stay focused. It's a name she called me on. Uh, but Galatians 6, 4, and this is the New Living Translation. I just want to read it really quick because that ties into, before we move on to this next question, it says, pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourselves to anyone else. And so I really just want to leave them with that. Like, please read that. Feed on that and allow that to just come in and fill your heart so that you're not looking to the left or to the right or that you're not walking out um, in your own strength, but that you can stay in obedience with what God is doing in your life. Galatians 6 and 4. So, um, but to answer your question, I feel like what God really had to do with me on, because I realized one thing that I was doing, which was crazy, out of a creator who has created everything, (laughs) who knows me better than I know my own self, who knitted me together in my mother's womb. I was coming to him fake. I was coming to him pretending like I was okay in whatever I was walking out. And God had to do with me on, I know you. You got to be real with me. And not only do you need to be real with me, you have to learn how to be real with self. Like, I can't walk into my prayer time with God, putting on a facade, knowing that I may have been struggling in a place in my marriage or struggling um, within my classroom that day. Excuse me. Or, um, oh, excuse me. I'm trying to think of different scenarios, but every area of my life that I could have been struggling in, I'm approaching God with this fake facade like life is good all is good you're still the master of all which he is I'm not taking anything away from him but for him to heal you for him to restore you for him to have a place uh, in in um, your area of where he desires to be you have to be real with yourself 
and you have to be real with God and you have to do self in inventory. You have to sit and you have to self-reflect on where you really are in your season, in your day, in that space, in that place. Where are you? I'm not in a healthy mindset right now. Why aren't you in a healthy mindset? Well, I'm looking at Robin and every time she opened her mouth, she got something smart to say on your behalf and I feel dumb. Well, okay, I felt, you know, insignificant in, in my marriage. Well, why do you feel insignificant? Well, Lord, I feel insignificant to him because, you know, he makes more money in the marriage than I do. Why is that a bother to me? You know, he's called to be the, the provider in our family. Like all of these things, it's just being real self-reflection on yourself. Like what is going on internally with you? And then not only that, being aware of the distractions that the enemy can so easily create in our day that takes us off of who Jesus is and how he shows up daily in every moment. Every day that we wake up, he's with us. He's there with you throughout your day. Like I said before, he's gone ahead of you and he's still right there with you. And so it's looking for those small, intimate moments and really taking that time out and having the intentionality to say, I see God, I see Christ moving. Instead of me looking and saying, oh, really? Keisha got employee of the month? Mm. Why she get employee mm -hmm. of the month? You right. know, and now at that point, I'm walking in arrogance because I got, I know all the reasons why she shouldn't have got employee of the month. Instead of being there and cheering her and congratulating her for her moment of recognition. And so it's just really, again, being aware of the distractions, calling it out, being honest with yourself, taking self-inventory and self-reflection of where you are in this season. And those are my Okay, points. so for me, what I got was daily affirmations. What do you tell yourself? Do you speak God's word over yourself and in your own life? You can't wait for somebody else to come along and speak a word over your life because they may never do that. So you should know how to affirm yourself when nobody else won't come along and affirm you because God has already affirmed you. Um, surround yourself with positive people. You know, you attract who you surround yourself with. So if you want to stay in a positive place, you want to have good, be around the people that are doing those things, be around those people that's going to encourage you in those places that you want to be encouraged in or you, you need their help in. Be around folks that's not going to be jealous, you know, when it is your time to shine, you know, because mm -hmm. they realize that when you shine and they shining too, right? Um, stay before the Lord. Spend, spend oh, more yeah. time with yourself. That's so you one. can begin to discover not just who you are, but what you like. You mm -hmm. know, and this has been a lonely season. For me and in this pandemic is have been even more lonelier than most could ever imagine for me um and so i found that there are certain things that i do like about me and then there's a lot of different things that i don't like that god is working and changing and fixing right so that i could be the best version of who he's called me to be and that's ultimately what it's about you want to be the best you that you could possibly be. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, as we close out, I just want to say thank you for just coming on here and having this conversation mm -hmm. with me um, about the comparison trap. We, you know, you gave a lot of good information 
And I really appreciate you sacrificing your time just for this moment. Um, oh, no, it's a privilege. Again, you know, thank you for those who have been listening to the podcast. Thank you for those who have been sharing the podcast. You can find us on Apple, Google, Breaker, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and on Anchor. I'm going to share the link for where you can send me a message on Anchor um, in a chat or in a post on social media, somewhere on Facebook, Instagram, something. Um, But thank you again for the love and the support. Continue to just subscribe and share, like, follow so that you stay abreast of what I'm doing. Um, You all have a blessed Sunday and I look forward to the next week.